Welcome to Right to Life in Michigan's Life Beat. I am your very Zoomified host, Chris Gast, and joining me over the interwebs is my co-host today, Anna Plymert. Anna, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. It's weird. When's the last time we had to do this over Zoom? Probably never with... I don't think we've ever done this over Zoom. Uh Uh-oh. This could go horribly wrong. I've done it with other people, but not within within our department. All right. Well, there is a first for everything. Everyone is, is sick. People are at home. I was out of action yesterday. No fun. So uh, today we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to end with uh, Tina Turner. And actually, it's a positive story. It's hard to say. She died. Oh, but it's positive. But uh, we find the silver lining in everything. Um, We're also going to talk a lot about parental consent today. We probably got taught, probably got sick of talking about it in the last couple months, but uh, it's time to talk about it again. And then first, let's talk about Whitmer's Population Council. So, Anna, you got sick of reading the news today. (laughs) I did see quite a few news articles announcing that she was doing this population council in hopes of, I think it said, I can't remember how many years it said, but it said we've had a stagnant growth in population for the past. Do you remember how many years it said since like 1990 or something like that? Well, with the magic of Zoom, I can look up the census data (laughs) while we're talking, and um, I think it's been... I believe it was the 1990. Yeah, so we've been hovering around the 10 million mark for 23 years now. Um, We did grow in the 90s. After that, I mean, it's been kind of stagnant. You look at some states, and they've had huge population growth and basically the last time Michigan has had really solid wow population growth was the 1970s what I thought was interesting while I was reading all these news articles this morning because most of them were reporting about it is that Michigan is the 10th largest state but we're 49th for population growth Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, we're going to talk about the abortion angle, but I mean, that's a lot of things go into that, that, and I think, you know, a lot of people leave Michigan because they just don't have hope in the state. Uh, Detroit has been just decimated since, uh, you know, the post-war boom. Um, Manufacturing has taken a big hit and, you know, that was big in Michigan because we have our Great Lakes, which are huge navigable waterways, um, you know, from Gary, Indiana, all the way up through to the Atlantic Ocean. Um, we've had, you know, issues with crime, you know, our government issues, you know, people say they don't like the weather. And I get that, you know, especially for elderly folks. But, you know, we have all four seasons. We have great seasons. There's no reason we shouldn't be a tourist uh, powerhouse. And that was a big impetus behind the whole Pure Michigan campaigns. But, you know, we just are not, we just haven't been well managed in a very long time. And 
now I think it's good that Governor Whitmer is like finally seeing the handwriting on the wall. Mm -hmm. I think I wonder, you know, she didn't really. So four years ago was all about fix the roads, fix the roads, fix the roads, which didn't really get fixed. You know, they got patched right before election season. Um, And then, you know, she always talked about how uh, she used abortion as a specific example that, you know, Michigan having, you know, open season on abortion is going to attract so many young people. I mean, because that's where the population grow up. That's where you need it to be is you need the young people who are going to live here and continue. But, you know, I mean, think about that. So let's say for a second, abortion was a huge attractor to Michigan, come to Michigan and have your abortion basically and stay here. But, you know, those are not people having kids. Right. Now, I mean, demographic, I'll just say that, you know, most women who have abortions already actually have a kid. But, But I mean, if your goal is to grow a state, attracting people who think population growth is a terrible thing and more human life is a bad thing is not a viable long-term strategy. Yeah. And if you're wanting these women or families to come here because they want, you know, they want to be able to get abortion whenever they want, that might increase the population temporarily, but not in a, not over time, because like you said, they're not having more kids. It would seem like, and I, I mean, I don't know that most women would would disturb their whole life and come move to Michigan on that single fact. If anything, they would just travel here, have their abortion, and then go home. Yeah, uh, that's certainly an option for, and I think she was, too, really making those points for trying to steal people from Indiana and Ohio but I mean, those states have certainly have their own challenges, but they don't have the challenges Michigan does. And, you know, maybe this council is sort of a recognition that, okay, I can't just get news headlines and talk about how we're fighting like hell for abortion and a bunch of young people are going to move here. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the staff does, you know, from what we've seen, the people running this commission don't seem to be of a particular political or overtly partisan bent. Um, one of there's a lot of news headlines that one of the guys was like a, a ambassador to some country under Trump or something, but you know, I, it just, for us, it makes sense because you need young people if you take the lives of young people, they aren't here to grow the state. Um, you know, Governor Whitmer and people who are thinking that way, you know, they want life to just happen on their terms. They want reality to bend to their ideas, but that's not the way the world works. And if you want to actually grow a state and have it flourish, you can't be a state that just invites the certain right type of people um, who aren't going to want to, you know, really invest in the state and have kids and have a future anyway. Right. And I, I thought it was interesting that a lot of the news articles pointed out that 
after students graduate uh, college, 50% of them said that they're probably not going to stay here out for more than 10 years. And it also pointed out that because of the political, you know, tension that we seem to have a lot of the time in Michigan lately, that also turns people away and makes them want to move, which is interesting as well. Yeah, so this, I think, kind of segues into our next point about parental consent. So there, you know, I used to joke around with people that you all can leave Michigan. This is during, you know, the 2000s, you know, 2010, when things were not going well, Michigan actually lost population in the 2010 census, which is a very bad sign. Um, I used to joke around with people that, you you know, you all can leave. I'll be the last one here and I'll turn the lights off for you. But um you know, when you look at the direction the state is going, especially when they, I know we talked about uh, parental consent in terms of proposal three, and they haven't, you know, decided to challenge that in court yet to get the law thrown out. But now, and we'll talk about this right now uh, with they're making, you know, they're sending trial balloons out in the media talking about getting rid of parental consent. You know, I question, like, I don't want to live in a state where my kids are going to be able to have, you know, secret medical procedures without my even knowing. And and, and in this case, you know, taking the life of my grandchild, you know, I don't want to live in a state that, you know, has such a blinkered view of what life is and what the future is that, you know, your kids are just going to be consigned to following whatever Gretchen Whitmer says, and you don't have a say as a parent, that's not something that interests me. And frankly, I don't see a state doing that a lot as one with a real future because you grow by people having kids, having families, you tell parents, they're not the parent anymore. Me, Governor Whitmer, I'm the parent of your child now. Not a big selling point. Yeah, definitely not. Especially in recent polls that have come out, I believe from the MRG, is that what they're called? Yeah, MRG. I, f- I forget the last name of the person that it's named after, but they are a longtime polling firm in Michigan. They just released a poll that said majority of people, I think it was 60% of people in Michigan support parental consent for abortion. And of they, it also said that 60% of the people that voted for Proposal 3 still support parental consent, which is very interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was two-thirds of Michigan voters say uh, keep parental consent. So, I mean, that's way more people than voted for Proposal 3 as a constitutional amendment. Um, that's, that's a super majority, you know, um, it's about as high. I mean, I can't, I, maybe there's some laws in some states somewhere that require three quarters votes, uh, but usually two thirds is what you consider the supermajority. And we're above that for support for the parental consent law. And you shouldn't disbelieve, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you think, well, you know, that's just one poll. I mean, every poll that we've done on parental consent across the country, everywhere, always shows that a majority, if not a supermajority, of people, it's usually in the 60s, somewhere in the 60s, 
no matter where you are, believe that parents should have a right to be involved in the life of their child when it comes to that decision. Um, so, and I think it's really interesting in the proposal three campaign, they started off saying, yeah, it gets rid of parental consent. And then they're like, Oh, we, we can't say that if we want to win. So they changed right. their tune. Um, now that they've won, it's been, you know, half a year. And now they're kind of testing the waters to see, uh, you know, maybe it's time to move legislatively to get rid of Michigan's parental consent law. So Chris, for someone who maybe took that survey and they said, I may have voted for proposal three, but I still support parental consent laws. What should they be looking out for as like reasonings why Planned Parenthood or the ACLU or some of our legislators would be would be supporting a repeal of it? Well, uh, you know, those folks support abortion and so they don't want to ever see any limit of any kind placed on it. And so that's not where most uh, people are. You know, there's a large group of people in the middle in the middle of the abortion debate who aren't, you know, they, they don't really fit in either camp and but they are broadly supportive of all of these um, positions. The other side's viewpoint is just you know, we believe in radical autonomy and uh, bodily autonomy. So if it's a if it's a 12 year old, you know, if it's a 15 year old, 18, you know, 40, whatever age doesn't matter to them. They believe that any child should be able to consent to anything that an adult does when it comes to reproductive health issues. So I think most people, though, realize that children are not mature. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why we have age of consent laws. That's why we have you know, laws requiring parental consent for getting, you know, even relatively benign things like tattoos, um, for taking medicine and like simple painkillers in school. You know, we require parents to be involved meaningfully in a child's life and almost everything in Michigan. So it really makes no sense to say otherwise for abortion. Um, you know, the other side is going to come up with an argument that, well, you know, maybe some parents are crazy and insane and bad, and, you know, they shouldn't be involved in the, in the child's life. Cause they're, I don't know, a danger to the child. And then, you know, our response is two things. Well, one, our parental consent law has a judicial bypass in it that, uh, you know, clearly is exercised. And we know for a fact that the abortion industry has in Michigan has specific ways to even route uh, teens to the right judge that will kind of almost give them a rubber stamp. You know, we've, there've been times we've tried to address that to make sure that this procedure is uh, bypass procedure is legitimate and that the judge is actually determining if the child is mature versus just giving it a rubber stamp. So if anything, our judicial bypass system in Michigan is, is too easy. Mm -hmm. So that exists as an option. And then, you know, the other option and more long-term view is, well, if these kids are in such a bad place with their parents, then if, you know, if they're experiencing child abuse or some other form of abuse, then I think the solution to that is not to take the life of a baby, but uh, let's address, I don't know if you're concerned about foster care, let's address the foster care system, you know, 
right it's kind of an excuse to take away well, all it's an, a, an abortion it's an emotional excuse it's playing on people's emotions of oh there probably are some girls in our state who have gone through that and that's so sad and i would hate to see them have to go through all of that and just be forced into that um after hearing that argument that came out, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I did some research on our parental consent law and there within the law has a, has a paragraph talking about, um, you know, the girls that are experiencing abuse, whoever that may be coming from. And if they go get the judicial bypass, the judge is required to report that case to, to, um, you know, the authority or the department of, I forget, security to the police, basically. (laughs) Forget It's the department of probably. You know, they've renamed departments so often. I still want to say the MDCH instead of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that could that could be a way that that child gets help because their abuse is being reported instead of them being able to go get an abortion without anyone knowing, without their parents knowing, whoever involved knowing, and then just going right back to whoever is abusing them. And we know abortion facilities are do terrible jobs as uh, mandatory reporters and a lot of abortionists have gotten into trouble or escaped accountability for that. Uh, You know, their policy is absolutely no questions asked. So unless you legally require them as we do in Michigan, to do certain things like give women informed consent, screen them for coercion, uh, report instances of abuse, they won't do it because their policy is no questions asked, do just whatever. So it's not really about, you know, we think about abortion and they say abortion between a woman and her doctor. And that implies that somehow abortion is a decision reached by both parties in the best interest of the woman with the expertise of the healthcare official. But in actuality, abortion is not as really maximize the number of abortions. And you know what, if there's collateral damage, like children being sent back to abusive situations, so be it. And that's not good. So, yeah. Yeah. Involving a judge is going to be way better in the child's best interest than not involving the parent and involving the, the abortion clinic that is basically trying to sell abortion, you know, uh, with a profit motive. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it definitely is disappointing to see that that is the angle they are taking for promoting the repeal of parental consent. It, because that's a very sad situation. And, you know, these are minors, young girls, and they're basically exploiting them just to promote more abortion, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's what the other side does. You know, all of, we saw this, the Proposal 3 campaign and in other states, and we see this still to this day, all this talk about we can't have these pro-life laws because women will die en masse in, in America. And 
you know, it's been a year, Anna, has a, a single woman died from any pro-life law? Not that if I there heard. was, I mean, her, she would be not that, you know, she should just be ignored. That would be the wrong thing to do. But, you know, she, her name would be everywhere. There oh, would yeah. be a campaign everywhere. Uh, you know, hundreds of reporters would be calling pro-life people on the street to get a comment about it. You know, it hasn't happened Mm-mm. at all. Um, and I wish reporters would talk about that instead of talking about these vague fears that again, aren't really legally a problem because every single pro-life law in the entire country uh, has a life of the mother exception. And many go even further than that. Talking about major bodily impairment and other such things with a health exception. So, you know, that, that's yeah. what they do. They just, they take advantage of people's emotions. They paint a false picture that doesn't cover you know, doesn't even cover anyone sometimes, but certainly doesn't cover a majority of situations. And then, you know, they do that and you're always ignoring what's actually going to happen in the situation to the child, to the woman and to the parents. Like imagine being a parent and finding out from your child, you know, maybe years down the road that, you know, your grandchild died at the Planned Parenthood, you know, in, in, in Ann Arbor and you didn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. you know the the gut check feeling of that I, I can't even imagine and hopefully I never have to experience yeah I can't I can't imagine that either and I I know that um people are concerned about the judicial bypass and saying that it's this scary and daunting process that a young girl shouldn't have to go through alone and that it's it's complicated and it takes a long time um but our legislative director pointed out that i think we have statistics on it a couple from a couple years ago um but still still recent that there was 500 or 600 um minors who had an abortion in Michigan of those a hundred and some were able to get a judicial bypass meaning that it's probably relatively easy to get one and um if that many were able to then it doesn't seem like a daunting long process it's not. If it if the problem were the judicial bypass, then they would be floating bills to fix judicial bypass, not completely remove parents from their child's lives. Um, right. Yeah, and you know, it, it the abortion facilities have procedures for, uh, you know, they even have their favorite judges to go to. So if anything, you know, our judicial bypass in Michigan isn't strong enough, um, and. You know, they're just going to pretend that none of that's the case. It, it'll be interesting to see if they they actually move on it. I know that in a lot of states they're passing, they're trying to pass very similar legislation uh, or constitutional amendments to what we have here in Michigan. And they don't, you know, they don't have an incentive to, you know, get rid of parental consent or do these things that we say is going to happen because once the first state does that and they connect it to their 
um, amendment, then all of the other states can point to it and see, see hey, this is what's going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like in Ohio right now, they're, they're trying to say that the Ohio amendment, oh, it doesn't affect parental consent because the parental consent is still the law in Michigan, even, you know, the same day that there's news stories of Michigan legislators saying that, well, we got to make the law, you know, agree with proposal three, we need to get rid of parental consent. And it's a really complicated situation. And, uh, you know, don't worry about fixing any of it or addressing any of it. We just need to get rid of it. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Right. Yeah. I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll do it or not. You know, they, they really, I think, I think they will because I think that they'll probably introduce something in the next couple months and then, and then deal with it in the fall. Well, it'll be interesting to see what sort of feedback they got from their recent trial balloon. Um, you know, some right. of the media, even though they kind of, you know, gave the other sides, the pro-abortion argument way more space in the articles, there was sort of an implication that, hey, you guys are violating the promises that you made. So um, they could always introduce legislation and then see what happens. But this is for all of you out there who, if you feel just disgusted right now or upset, or you feel kind of like powerless, like you're not, they might not want to change it, challenge it in court. They have to have a case to challenge it in court. They may be mm -hmm. afraid to do that. What's keeping them afraid of doing that is them knowing that two thirds of Michiganders support parental consent and they're afraid of any electoral consequences or backlash from violating, you know, their promises. So, you know, keep talking about it, keep making statements about it, keep standing up for parental rights. You know, your you right now, Michigan citizen are the only thing holding those laws really in place and making the other side think twice about touching them. And and um call your legislators. Let them know that this is something that they should not be touching and, um, you know, talk with them, even even if you think that they will support a repeal of parental consent, just make sure to, to call them regardless and let them know that this is an awful idea and you don't support them because, like we always say, elections have consequences. Yes, they do. Um just to finish up here before we're done, ending on a, uh, I don't know if happy is the right word, but we'll call it a happy note. Um, so Tina Turner passed away a few days ago. Uh, obviously that made a lot of news because she's a very influential musician, but uh, something that should have made even more news is the fact that a few years ago, I think five and a half years ago, she was considering, because she lives in Switzerland, where assisted suicide is legal, you, can, you know, considering euthanasia. Um, she was, uh, her health is declining, and she's facing possibly being on dialysis every day. And she was thinking, you know, my life isn't worth living anymore. I just want to end it, you know, on my terms. Uh, and it took her husband, you know, had to work with her and say, I'll you know, husband donated his kidney to her um, and that was successful and they were able to enjoy, you know, another five years of life, you know, in the Swiss Alps or wherever they live over there in Switzerland. Um, and so often, you know, 
people don't want assisted suicide because that's what they really want. That really, that should be a cry for help and people should respond to that and help them. And in this case, it, it, it did happen. And I'm sure that she enjoyed plenty of moments between, you know, that existential crisis she was going through almost six years ago and, you know, passing away a few days ago. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't say it's, it's happy, but it is nice to know that she, you know, was able to go peacefully, hopefully, and not through assisted suicide because we know that that is not peaceful. Um, and that she was just given hope by her husband, which like you said, I think a lot of people are looking for in that moment. And unfortunately some don't get. Absolutely. And and just to tie it back to the beginning, you know, if you want to be a state or a culture, whatever, that's growing and vibrant and thriving, it has to be one where the people think life is worth living and people help each other out and pick each other up and not a state you know, where we throw away life casually at the beginning. And then, you know, God forbid in Michigan, we come back and legalize assisted suicide and start, you know, consigning people who need help to, uh, you know, death as a quick solution. Right. All right. Hopefully that does not happen in Michigan. Hopefully it won't. Right, Anna? Right. Not while we're on the beat. (laughs) Right. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again next week and have a wonderful week.